Hello and welcome to One Taste, A Taste of Sex Reality Audio 2.1. I'm your host, Sean X, and we're joined again by our regular crew. And I've got Amy here, Greg, Shara, Sasha, and Sean. How are you guys doing? Great. Good. 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 Hi, Sean. <laughs> Basically, for our listeners out there, we had a slight accident on the San Francisco Bridge today. A cable broke. So everybody is having various travel difficulties getting here, but we're all here safe. And as Sean said, he traveled by barge, so he has a less, less of a carbon footprint than Amy. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. So the podcast will get better. The podcast, the podcast <laughs> will get better. Yes, the podcast will get better. So the holidays are coming up, and I want to actually ask you what you guys are going to be doing for the holidays uh, for Thanksgiving that's coming up in a couple weeks. I have no idea. I have no, no idea. idea. Any of you made plans? I've been voluntold to go to uh, my dad's girlfriend's house. What was the verb? Voluntold. What the hell does that mean? Voluntold. It's like volunteering, except you're told to do it. Oh, fantastic. Voluntold. That's I, so I like being that. worked into my vocabulary now. That's great. <laughs> voluntold. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a big military term. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Ah, makes sense in the military, yes. <laughs> I, so, I guess I, I get voluntold along with the package. <laughs> yeah. So you were also going? Sean and I both have divorced parents, so there's uh, four possible places we could be spending Thanksgiving, but we've been voluntold to his dad's girlfriend's house. <laughs> Where do you guys want to go? Are you? I, by the way, are you on good terms with all four of the parents? Individually, yes. Yeah, but I haven't spent a Thanksgiving with either one of my parents since they got divorced when I was 22. <laughs> but, We're on great terms. I just don't spend Thanksgiving there. Okay. It's my, it's my angry payback. Ooh, we may get into that later. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'll, headed back east. I'm very excited about it. Back Seeing east. family, going to sunny Miami, having a great time. No snow in Miami for Thanksgiving. No snow. Okay. Beaches and family. Okay. So. Are you going to take any of your... No. 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 It's not okay. yeah. yet, This is a it? good question. This is a good question for <laughs> us to get into. Were you thinking about asking any this of your ladies to come with you? This is definitely a good question for Greg. Greg, you've been dating these two different people, and I know yeah. you're somewhat conflicted about that. Have you, are you going to invite either one of them back uh, for Thanksgiving? I don't think that's necessarily fair to do to them. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think no, they'd want to go, Greg? I yeah. think it's too soon. In either relationship? In either relationship. And I have never brought anyone home before. Um, and so, like, the first time that I do now at this point, it's, like, a serious statement. And just not that serious Are yet. you ready to make the serious statement, though? When you're ready, I mean. Um, it's still, like, a month, it's over about, a month away. Yeah. It's a little about a month away. Yeah. Didn't you just say I have the feeling that... Wait, I think you just said before when we were talking that in three weeks, which is when we're going to do our last recording, <laughs> oh, that yeah. a decision might be made. You, you're, you're basically... <laughs> oh, 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 he was talking about the fact, actually, before everybody else got in here, yeah. about he is seeing these two people and the likelihood that he is still seeing both of them, either by them, by their accord or his accord... It may be down to one. Yes. I know who I'd vote for. <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. Not nice. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's not nice I'm just not going to tell you who it is. Right. 
Yeah, so this is driving me nuts. And so I've already kind of started going down one path of saying that, you know, this is the person that's more right for me. And I'm so crazy about both of them, so it's really a tough decision to make. But um, So you had plans with one of them tonight that you broke off plans with the other one for, right? I had plans with one tonight that I broke off plans with the other one for. And the other one has to work late, it turns out, tonight. So Greg might be... Yeah, what are you going to do tonight? (laughs) So I might be on my own tonight. Um, Which is great, because I love myself and... And we all need time alone. I mean, relationship is not about codependency. It's about, um, you know, growing together but still being individual. So tonight I have some individual time. Yes, we are all students here at One Taste. (laughs) (laughs) We are all learning. How do you think that's going to play out with both of them when you try and reschedule? Um, You know, I've been very upfront. And so it's not like I'm cheating or lying um god would probably be a lot easier and if i was um so um yeah so there's jealousy there and they both know each other so it's it's complicated but you know as long as i'm being honest about it and truthful and everyone knows what they're in for and we're all adults and we're all making decisions do you know, do you know what you're in for I have no idea what I'm in for, <laughs> um, but I don't understand women in the slightest. So, you like the ride, and yet you have two of them. Exactly. You don't understand women at all, and yet you have two of them. He likes the ride. I think a lot of people out there will be very jealous of the fact that you're saying you don't understand women, and you're having to make that tough decision. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Careful what you wish for. Um, and yeah, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm so turned on, and I'm excited, and. They're these two amazing, dynamic women, and, you know, it's connecting, and it's going in new terrain and exploring the areas that I'm most scared about in relationship and jealousy and, um, and commitment and, and levels and deepness of connection and just the very notion that you can be very excited about two different people at the same time, um, but then when practicalities come down to it, making a decision about what's right for you. Good. And I believe all of that. <laughs> I was not going to call you. It was so eloquently put that I was not going to call bullshit on it. Um, Amy, you had actually brought up earlier some things that you're going through at the same time uh, with someone you're seeing and being in a relationship with that person and wanting to go deeper with that person, but some other areas that you want to explore. Can you talk more about this, that? Is this the lawyer? Yeah. This is once again a lawyer boy. Okay, great. <laughs> Um, oh, I don't know how to say it succinctly. I mean, there's like... Well, we have a long show. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Uh, I... Let's see. Um, I just noticed that while I, while I recognize in myself that I want to have um, a deep connection to one person, that I also want to keep myself open enough that I don't... I don't fall prey to this story of like, that's the only place that my sexual energy can live is in relation to one person. And you're not talking about actually having sex with other people. Or- right, no. Like, I'm talking about just feeling turned on. Like, and again, not necessarily turned on sexually, but just alive and um, feeling 
yeah, feeling alive is the best way I can put it. But um, being able to flirt, being able to be charismatic, um, like having a lot of close people in my life and um, just interacting with people, I think, in a way that um, maybe mainstream culture doesn't always call for. That when you're in a committed relationship, you only flirt, you only hold hands, you only kiss on the mouth with the person that you are sleeping with every night and you can't think about being attracted to anyone else. That kind of like, I don't want to play that game. If I'm attracted to somebody else, I want to be able to fully feel that attraction. It doesn't mean I'm going to act on it. If I care about um, another man in my life and I see him, maybe I want to sit on his lap or hold his hand. And that doesn't mean that I want to have multiple sexual partners. It just means that I want to be able to fully have my experience. Do you feel like the guy that you're currently with would accept you for that? Or is is it, let me put it this way. Do you think it's you or him that has issues accepting that? Um, Accepting your desire to be like that? Right. Um, I think probably a little bit of both. I think it's definitely new terrain for me. And... um, probably new terrain for him. I mean, I can't speak for him. I I think he, of what I know of him, he definitely has the capacity to go there um, and to have that level of whatever, like open-mindedness or consciousness around it. Um, But I think it feels edgy. So you've never been in a relationship with a guy where you felt comfortable just going up to another guy who, like, maybe your friends and just flirting a little and sitting on his lap no, or... No, I remember in college my boyfriend, like, one boyfriend in particular being like, dude, you are such a flirt. Like, I was standing right there and you were talking to that. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know, I was pretty oblivious to my behavior at, at that stage in my life. And so I had, yes, it has existed before, but I sort of, you know, like got slapped down for so it. So is that where you started to realize it was wrong or? Yeah, I think I started to realize like the fullness of my desire and ability to sort of have that interplay with people was wrong pretty early on. So do you think you'll now be able to do it though? Because from what I'm hearing from you, you, there's still a lot of parts of you which still put a lot of shame around doing that because yeah. you feel like you're doing something wrong to someone else. I think I can't not do it ultimately. Like, the, you know, I think there will be like starts and stops and it may be difficult, but I think to not do it is ultimately going to be too suffocating for me to sort of live in a way that doesn't allow me to be, to interact with people in the way I want. You don't believe me. <laughs> I believe that your desire's there. Yeah. I believe that we all, and I think all the listeners out there, understand how difficult that actually is when you're in a relationship with someone and where the line is. Because I know, speaking for me personally and other people, that you've gone out, you've had a great night, and then you've done the one thing, like you've hugged someone that they happen to be jealous of. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're, it's okay if you hug anything else, you just can't hug that one person. Mm-hmm. Or you sat on the person's lap and they looked over. And I feel that a lot of the times it has to deal with the other person feeling more insecure at 
and that can change at any one time. So you can do the exact same thing with the exact same other person that you run into when you're the person that you're involved in a relationship is in a different space and a different mood and a different level of acceptance. It then becomes wrong for them and they lash out. Mm. And so I, I think it, it's not that I think your desire's wrong or wanting to express it's wrong or wanting to have all that energy and have that level of openness in a relationship where they feel completely secure that you're coming back to them at night. Yeah, And that totally. you really want to be with them and your connection is with them, but that we're, we're all in various states in whatever relationship we're in where we feel insecure. We've had a bad day at work. So it's being able to put our attention out on the other person. And that's the only thing I would say to you. It's like, it's not about necessarily your desire, yeah, but always being able to be very, very conscious of the person you are in relationship with. Sometimes they're going to be a lot more sensitive to it. And sometimes well, I think those are, so. I think those are all things that are totally like malleable and, you know, you just navigate them as they come up and, um, that's the only way to do it. I mean, but both people have to be like totally having what they want. Somebody said to me the other night, like my partner and I just agree that we put our own oxygen masks on first. And to me, that's like crucial to any relationship. You can't expect the other person to completely take care of you. True. That's the bottom line. Remember, it's the airlines do advise if the oxygen masks come down, it's to put your own oxygen Listen, a very wise person said that. I don't think she'd like it if you were making fun of her. It's the first time I've heard that metaphor. I loved it. It was good. Now they ask you to put your own oxygen mask on first because then, you, then you're actually able. It's a good metaphor. You're able to then help other people, especially small children and elderly, to put their masks on. Because <laughs> you might be in a relationship with an elderly person. Just in case. <laughs> okay. We were just getting a little deep there, but I completely understand your points. No, it's... Um... So, Shara. Yes. You, you have told me, I think you've told a lot of people that, and that before this show is over, and I think our next recording is three weeks from now, <laughs> that you are going to have that boyfriend. We don't have to term boyfriend. I don't usually call it guy's boyfriend. I was kind of saying that. You're going to have that special friend. Uh-uh. Be closer to somebody. You'll be closer to someone. Yeah. What would that look like? Mm. <laughs> oh, shit. What would that look like using words? <laughs> um, some, somebody there in my life more. Like, not just uh, sleepovers. Somebody who's there to, like, check in during the day and who I care about deeply, what's going on in their life. And whether it becomes some sort of um, Olympic connection. Olympics so that what's going on with them I could feel somewhat not like they're upset I have to be upset I'm not a believer in that but there's some sort of a a deeper connection emotionally that that um, connects you uh, when you're not in physical presence with each other you're smiling Mm. you want that a lot Mm. what are you going to do between now and then to try and cultivate that with someone well, one thing I've been thinking about is how much of the time I spend, like, not in my peripheral vision, kind of a narrow focus, kind of going my own uh, way. Like, I go to Whole Foods, and I'm like, okay, i got to buy this, got to get out of there. Instead of looking at this whole world of colors and just noticing more around me and um, opening myself up to, not necessarily, I won't say, like, I'm necessarily looking, looking, looking for that guy, but just looking for um, noticing more, noticing more people all around me in general. That's kind of my, uh, where my awareness is right now. 
I may talk this about this a little more in the second part of the episode today, but just want to mention it briefly. I was having a discussion with someone today, literally about that. They were talking about these other guys that they know, guess they work with this men's group, and they were all talking about how, oh, I don't have a girlfriend, I never meet any women, and then when we started to delve deeper with what these men were, they never go out, they never look at anybody, <laughs> they walk the thing, they go to their job, and so yeah. they're just not really right. stepping back and looking at everybody around them. It's, it's, it's almost as if they're waiting for someone to drop out of the sky, land yeah. on them, and say, I try, I try to find that balance between going out and yet doing things. I mean, when I'm in my purpose, that's when I feel like I'm the most attractive for one thing, but also it's the most fulfilling and gratified. And I don't tend to meet anyone unless I'm feeling that. So I, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. So I try to find a balance between like doing my stuff. Like most of the day I want to um, get my work done and focus on my, um, my business practice and then um, spend some time during the week where I'm open to meeting new people, put myself in places where any, anything's possible. I think that's a good point to stop off before we get to get to Sasha and Sean on our way back. But this is Sean X. We're going to take a short break for One Taste, the Taste of Sex Reality Audio 2.1. And we are back with One Taste, the Taste of Sex Reality Audio 2.1. And right before our breaks, uh, right before our break, Amy was talking about the difficulty of maintaining just the excitement of being allowed or being permitted to flirt or to acknowledge that someone else is attractive in the room or that someone else is you know, interesting in the room without feeling like they completely have to shut down because they're with someone. And I actually wanted to turn it over to Sasha and Sean to talk about how you guys deal with that, because you're the people on the show that are actually in an active relationship together. Sean? Um, well, it's been a little different since we first started dating. Um, the way I think I get over this feeling, uh, we pretty much are fairly open about our emotions. We just follow whatever we want, and um, jealousy comes up, but we have our ways of dealing with it. And when we first started dating, uh, it was a lot harder because the way I deal with it is I know that um, my relationship starts with Sasha and branches out from there to other people, so she's always like the keystone. Uh, it's always where it starts and ends. So anything that happens in between is just something that happens. It's not you know the main part of my life. And when we first started dating, I didn't know that that was what we had between us. I mean, that's what I hoped for, but it wasn't like something that was right in front of me. I would like you to tell my boyfriend that. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely feel like that Sasha, or in your relationship, you feel like you have a lot of freedom because you have a lot of respect for each other and that you know, yeah. that, you know at the end of the day you're coming back to each other. I have enough confidence in our relationship that pretty much anything could happen and I'll always be able to come back to her. And it wasn't always like that. I mean, it, it took a certain amount of our relationship progressing to get to that point. And we even broke up at one point and got back together before that happened. Which I swore I would never do. I think <laughs> I said that last week or something. <laughs> so, how would that, talk if you can a little bit about like, before you got to this point, like what led to sort of the breakup and then how you guys were able to work through that. Because I know a lot of people out there 
we all break up, and a lot of times it's you, you have so much pride, and you have so much. I'm never going to, you know, you really love the person, but you just have this sort of like stupid issue that you're going to stomp your foot on, that's going to cause you to remain alone. And like you guys were able to work through that issue, obviously. So, if you could speak about that. Uh, when we first started dating, I think we wanted different things. I was looking for a long-term relationship. You know, I just came out of a very um, impermanent part of my life where I was in the Navy and going all over the place and I wasn't able to hold relationships so I wanted to have something that was like concrete and permanent and it'll last a long time. So that was what I was looking for right off the bat and Sasha wasn't really looking for that. She was still, you know, dating more than one person at a time. and I was uh, hiding behind <laughs> my fear, which Sean eventually called me out on. I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, we. she was dating two people. Uh, she was dating me and another guy when we first started dating, and I was very jealous of it. And we had had a conversation very early on about what it would look like if, if I was the primary partner, you know, if I came first. And that's really what I kind of cemented my emotions on, and it wasn't what I had. And I hadn't really realized that until she started hurting me by going out with this other guy instead of me. And like, uh, there was an event where she got invited to a weekend getaway and she went with the other guy. And originally she said I could come, but then kind of cut that off. So that was kind of way what... to go. Heartbreaker. <laughs> that, was, that was where the breakup Sasha. came up. Yeah. Go. Hey, I think all of us. I think yeah, I... but I broke up with him. Yeah, heartbreaker. I, after I like stomped on his heart, then I like. I tried to break up with him and then changed my mind, and then she broke up with me. And then uh, I went off to go across the country to see my family for about a month. When I came back, I decided that this is what I wanted, so I just didn't let the pressure off. Eventually, convinced her to come back to me, and as soon as that happened, it was like the the whole ratio of what was going on between our emotions just completely shifted and it became just, you know, between us and everything else is secondary. Wow, I think That's a lot nice. of people out there, including all the people at this table, are very jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard him tell that story. That was beautiful. That was really nice. Thank you. Right, can I add something? It was almost too perfect to be Okay, <laughs> I won't say anything. No, you can, definitely. It, it was too perfect. Um, that's why I have to let you all know how perfect it wasn't. Um, <laughs> I, I was terrified. I mean, Sean said when I came back, I, I, you said that you didn't want to, you know, you wouldn't, you were relentless. Essentially, he was relentless. And, um, and I feel like I, I realized while he was gone how much was missing. Um, and we went away. Um, snowboarding together for a weekend and he just like made it his mission in life I don't know if he started before that weekend I guess he did but he was like not going to let me leave that hotel at the end of the weekend without understanding how much I was hiding behind my own fear and he just like painted the picture crystal clear for me that I was terrified of being in a relationship where I could get hurt and he was like I'm not gonna let you hide behind that. Like, I love you, and and I want you to enter into this with me, and I, I want to move forward together. And like, I was floored, and it turned me around. I mean, it just like he called me out, and it was exactly what I needed. Mm -hmm. That's great. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful <laughs> that I was able to be receptive. I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't. I think a lot of people out there, I think we've all had a situation where you don't realize what you've had until it's gone away. And it is the rarest of circumstances I found where someone is, A, willing to let you back in and willing to commit back to something because every time I've, I've personally seen it happen, it, you go into it the second time so guarded. It's like, how are they going to hurt me? How am I going to hurt them? How is this going to end? Oh, my God. Was the desire, and I think this comes up a lot here, is the desire to be with someone greater than the reality of actually being with them. And we all run into it. The desire is the wanting more enticing than the having. And when it's not, and you realize it's not, it's really special. So thank you both for sharing that with us. Shara, um, <clears throat> I wanted to go to you briefly because you, you've just really been smiling in happy land over here about this, about this thing. But one of the things you also mentioned was uh, a guy you're seeing who did fire dancing for you. Oh, right. He's a lawyer, too. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't do fire dancing for fire me. Dancing I went to a fire dancing <laughs> show that he had, and it was great. I was very turned on. Now, did he light you on fire? Like physically? He didn't light no. me up. Oh, no. yeah, he did light me on fire. Actually, I was lit up, turned on. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Are you still seeing him? We see each other. You know, the interesting thing is we kept synchronicity. We kept coming home at exactly the same time 4 a.m. Friday night, 5 a.m. Saturday night. <laughs> he, he, yeah. We're neighbors. <laughs> and do you think there's any potential there? Um, what, what you know, I, there's potential for something. Yeah, what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is, is you have almost this, and you've expressed it on the show, almost this mythically distant ideal uh-huh. of someone you want to be closer to. Right. And yet you've mentioned a number of times all these various people that in this six-week period you've been you know, going out on dates with and yeah. dating, and yet... You know, there's some uh, distinct differences um, that, like, I've been actually like, taking this time to do research, and there's this way that... Um, <laughs> I've been, I was thinking about this. The games that we each play, like, he plays these womanly games, and I'm, like, looking for a man, and so I really, like... So he's kind, <laughs> like, of, he's kind of a wuss. Uh, it's more like like one game. I was th- just one reason I was smiling is I was thinking about this game he was just playing, and it's like, a, like you know how women really want men to go after them or put this sort of attention on them. He plays that game, and it's like I, <laughs> I want the man attention, and I, it's like it's just not going to happen that way. Mm. Which is a whole different game of its own, just uh, playing with that and being okay mm. with that. So he's really he's just- really fabulous. Isn't that just insecurity on his part? Wanting your... I mean, is that what I hear you saying? That he, like, is, like, doing things to try to get you to pay attention to him? I mean, it sounds to me like you're both playing the same game, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds like it's normal for women to want attention. It's a woman. It's okay, right? Yeah. It's like the woman So game. <laughs> if the guy does it, he's insecure. But if you do it, it's just normal because you're a right. woman. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm glad you caught on. Oh, sex is sex. Did you catch on as well? <laughs> like, where's the manly, like, I want to be with you. I want to spend some time with you. What do you think would change if you put some attention on him? Do you think he'd continue to do that? I have been, it's, and that's why it's been, it's been really great getting to know him. It's been really sweet. I've been actually more and more fond, with, uh, fond of him. So you're actually reversing the role. Interestingly enough, I am. And then actually, so you're exactly, Sasha, you're right. So I reversed the role. I played this role I don't normally play. And, um, and it's great because he's kind of playing this role he doesn't normally play either. So, you know. I just I keep your eyes peeled for a shift. Because yeah. my experience with um, people I've dated in the past that, that 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 happened with was that once I put enough attention on them where they stopped needing to feel insecure and graspy, all of a sudden they, like, like I gave them the power to have faith in themselves. And all yeah. of a sudden they turned around and offered me something they would have never been able to offer if I hadn't just offered them something first. Yeah. yeah. Insecure, he's, he's not. But, um, or that not like, our, that, like, of course everybody is to a certain degree, but, um, I totally agree with you. Like the shift, there's definitely some shift and the more I open to him, the more there's shift. And so I agree with that and it's great. And that's the research I've been playing with. I, I mentioned something before the break that I was going to talk about when we were talking about this and it has to do with my friend and I who were talking to that group of men and it was also women involved, but, uh, Many people think when they come here to like one taste or going through work and intimacy and connection that there's some secret magic ninja tricks that you can teach people and there's none of that really. It's just learning how to put attention on people and Mm -hmm. and in talking with my friend we were were engaged in this discussion about well there's the quality you know Mm -hmm. and then there's the action. So, you could be someone who's really attractive, it's really not that much problem for you when you go out to get people to put attention on you, but you don't go out a lot, right? So you're not going to meet a lot of people that way. And so, or you could be someone who you don't have that confidence in yourself, so your quality is like a point two. So you just don't have that. And you're only going out a little or you're only putting yourself out there a little. Well, you're not going to meet a lot of people, make a lot of connection with people. And, but it's through work like this that it really only changes the Q component, the quality component. It's just that it's changing the point two to a point four. Okay, so that when you're going out and you're learning how to engage with people, it's just a higher chance that you will actually connect with someone. But if you don't go out at all and you don't meet anybody, mm-hmm. like you're just walking down the street, it's right. not going to magic ninja trick and I'm going to like, oh, I'm in a relationship and oh, yeah. I have connection. Yeah. So. I think, I mean, since I've engaged in this work, the, the spectrum of people that I'm attracted to is much broader than it was previously. So even to, I think, so everything you're saying I kind of agree with, but I think it's a little bit broader than that. It's that even that when I go out and I am actually talking with people, I will see something attractive in someone that I probably would not have seen before. And the reverse is also true in that there are people that I found attractive before that I no longer necessarily find attractive. That's that's the most surprising one, because I think, you know, we're societally taught, and you know, for those of I'm actually in advertising. Greg's also in advertising, and 
you know, advertising sort of shows and demonstrates to people they're supposed to look a certain way, you know, be a certain way, and they're supposed to have relationships that are this certain way, and the way they hey, it's smiley. Uh, so when people go out, they're like, they all have their ideal, and it's, you know, the little box that they're like, ooh, I'm attracted to that. Well, I think, and I think to Greg's point, you used to go out, and you'd see the beautiful woman, and you'd go up and talk to them, and if they put any attention on me, I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know? And now, when I'm talking to them, and they're putting attention on me, but I'm realizing I'm not turned on by it. I'm actually not, I'm not attracted to them in sort of that deeper level in that what they have to say to me is just surface. It's like they're so used to being able to get attention from people mm-hmm. that they're not used to carrying on any conversation that's deeper than very surface. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. There was a long ago, in one of the courses here, we did a game where you know, two people just sat across from each other and we just stared at each other and like for 10 minutes and we just stared at each other. And in a way, it kind of broke it down in a way that's like, I, after just 10 minutes, I saw this person who I probably would not necessarily have found attractive under those circumstances, but just sitting there and the two of us looking at each other, I found her more attractive than I probably otherwise would. And I think to a certain extent, looking at people in different ways just by putting your attention on them, you're going to start to see things that you probably would not have seen before and, and people that you wouldn't have found attractive suddenly become much more so. I think, I think one of the things about really putting your attention on another person, is that what it does in a lot of ways? Is it drowns out all those societally programmed voices that we've all been taught that people are supposed to look a certain way and then, and you're actually just starting to look at the person for who they are. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you see people for who they are, it's, it becomes attractive. Well, you're looking for an experience with people. When, when you do this work, you're looking for mm-hmm. like genuine connection. You're not, you're not any longer looking for someone who fits the list. We talked about the list one, in yeah. one of the first shows. Like, and so, like, Sean, when you were talking about like, those hot women, it used to be so exciting when they put your, their attention on you, and suddenly it was like, oh, this doesn't really feel that great. It's because, really, there's, there's no... A, there's no genuine attraction or chemistry yeah. between the two of you. They just fit the bill that one you thing, thought one, you were supposed to go One after. thing I've been looking at is where I'm putting my attention on people. And it used to be, um, it used to be noticing a lot of uh, quality f- flaws. But now I ha- I've just been feeling so much gratitude and love in my life. I've been feeling like, I don't know, just this emulating love through my, bo- through my body. And I'm like, more grateful towards the people around me than ever. And so that's, that's what's shifted with all my relationships. So even though I know that these men I'm dating are not like my idealized, it's been wonderful and I haven't actually been looking at it like that the time I that thought I'm about, with them. I thought about you, you said that last week that you've really been focusing on the positive stuff. Uh-huh. And this week when my mind sort of started to spin and like, what about this and what about this? Uh-huh. I just really went back to focusing on the positive with the guy that I'm dating. And it totally opened things up. Whereas before, I just could have spiraled into this. Oh yeah, this isn't right. I need to run. Like, instead, it was like, oh, but remember all that good stuff. It's a good way to feel really filled up. Yeah. You know, so I feel full. I feel like I have all these like different nutrients come coming from all different places, and it feels great. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to end the show. I want to end it with one round of you just mentioned all the things that you're thankful for this week. What, Amy, what, what's one thing you're thankful for this week in your relationships? 
in my relationships. Um, I'm thankful that um, I sort of got into a mini argument this afternoon, and I, I'm really thankful that I was able to sort of drop the anger and drop needing to be right and just express my fear and how scared I was, like to be vulnerable. I'm grateful that we have enough trust that I was able to be vulnerable. Thank you. Greg? Um, my friends will say that I've been bitching a lot lately, um, <laughs> but I think they and see that's it. that's different normal that's what happens when you get your desire to see. <laughs> and, and underneath it all, I see it, and I think that they see it, that even underneath that, the situations that I'm in right now and the people that I have in my life are just making me extremely happy, and um, hopefully that'll continue. I'm thankful for, um, I took a, a doula training course this weekend, mm which is the first step I took in the direction of my purpose that I've really taken in a long time um, and moving towards working with women in labor. And, um, and it just felt so right, more right than, than any job I've had in the last 10 years. And I'm thankful for um, the support that I received from my partner during three 12-hour days this weekend. Um, just Sean was really, really there for me um, emotionally and and physically, and it was really important. So, thank you. Uh, I'm thankful for all the time I've been spending with a very old friend of mine. Um, you know, it feels good to really get back together with people I've known for a long time and been away for so long. Thanks. Sure. I'm grateful for appreciating the smaller things, just appreciating. Um, the moment instead of looking constantly looking for something that's not right here like appreciating like I've been appreciating small things like just the fact that the lawyer was up at that one time when I came home and I was like oh <laughs> such a nice <laughs> greeting <laughs> thank you and I'm actually thankful for the story that Sean shared this mm -hmm. episode mm -hmm. I think regardless of someone's age you know we all have a lot to learn in relationships so I really want to thank you for sharing that with us mm -hmm. and everyone's that, shaking their head we all agree yeah, about that one <laughs> especially me and especially <laughs> Sasha and that's a wrap and this is Sean X signing out for one taste a taste of sex reality audio 2.1 until next week <laughs>